Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. This week we're in Delft to hear some jazz, and we talk to the director and conductor of the new Dutch Academy Orchestra, which is based in The Hague. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. I'm in Delft and I'm behind the railway station and I'm on my way to a mini jazz festival. It's called the Midsummer Jazz and it's a sort of teaser for the main uh, jazz festival which takes place in August. And I've got my roving microphone with me so we'll see who we can meet and who we can talk to. I'm now with Bram Stoken, who's the organizer of this mini festival. This is a sort of taster for the main festival. Yes, we have an example of the music we program in August. And this is just one stage and one day. And then we have some six stages and four days. Fantastic. Is, is this the first time you've done this? I don't remember it last year. No, it was last year was Pink Jazz. Now it's called Midsummer Jazz because it's the Midsummer Day. So are these all local bands today? These are uh, regional bands. One from Amsterdam, one from Rotterdam, one from Delft. And you're going to play yourself? No, oh. I'm organizing today. But you're not going to do a guest appearance? No, not yet, not yet. Why not? I they didn't make up my mind yet. Ah. But they are too good. These guys are, t- <laughs> these are, guys are too good to play with. You're very modest. Maybe I'm too modest, but I know how they can play. I appreciate very much their music. Because there's a very, very um, lively jazz scene in Delft. And what always amazes me, we've talked talked about this before, is the fact that so many of the musicians are young. That's what we try to to do, to give young uh, people a chance to perform live for us. So uh, our exposure will be directed to youth. Yeah, and that, that's working. I mean, how many people do you think are actively playing jazz well, in Delft? Well, if you see the square already, you yeah. see that's now starting to work. That's right. Because it's what, it's young children are walking around. They will be more and more during the day. You're going on till what? 11 o'clock tonight? 11 o'clock. So by which time it should be really swinging? It w- should be really swinging. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I like it already now. So you can imagine with a few beers in my mind, <laughs> then I like it more at 11 o'clock. But surely you like jazz and whatever you want. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. We'll maybe talk later. Yes, talk later. Bye. the best drummer in Delft. How are you, Rob? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you very much for the introduction. But <laughs> Are you playing today? I'm not playing today. I'm playing tomorrow. Oh. 
Why not tonight? Uh, there are a few young musicians now. Uh, it's their turn. I'm uh, always amazed, actually, because in England and America, I think jazz is always thought of as a sort of, not an old man's game, but a middle-aged man's game. But here are an incredible number of young guys and girls, in fact, playing jazz. Yes, indeed. And that's because of the, the conservatory in, in Holland are very active with uh, young musicians and very, very, very good teachers. Even students from America come study in, in Holland. And I think you must take some of the credit because you run your, your music school and you bring kids on from a very, very young age, many of whom go to, um, to the um, conservatoire. Indeed. Um, in my uh, teaching career I've already uh, had more than 25 students who went through me by, to the uh, conservatoire. Yes. And I believe you've moved because you were down in the south of town on a sort of social housing development and now you've moved to new premises. Tell yes, indeed, still in Delft, but near, now in, in the city centre of Delft, near the Cooperbruggen. The name has changed from Popta uh, school, school to Kramer's Music School. And you teach all ages, all yes. students, I think. Yes, we start at about uh, some students uh, from four years old to uh, 80. <laughs> and, and indeed, yes. And it's basically drums, but it's also guitar and bass and... Indeed. Uh, I've, I've got a very good guitar teacher over at my school. Uh, Erwin Weiersbergen is a very famous guitar player already. And uh, a piano teacher who's also teaching. Yes. But you're a jazzer, aren't you, first and foremost? Yes, um, indeed. But I imagine you teach all styles. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we teach from jazz, funk, Latin, um, well, rock, of course. Punk. <laughs> really? They're yeah. still playing punk? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the old guy. You know? <laughs> Were you a punk? Yeah. I just can't no, see no, you as a punk. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I, at that age, I was uh, studying jazz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you, have you, have you always been interested in jazz? I mean, yes, you not yes. go through a rock and pop phase? Uh, no, no. My, my father was also a musician and uh, a jazz musician. He also was also teaching at the conservatoire. And uh, my father left me listening to the jazz messengers when I was six years old. So it's funny, isn't it? There are so many people who were influenced, but the age of five or six or seven years old, what yes. their parents were playing, and they grow up. Yes, their basic knowledge yeah, yeah. and love of music. Yes, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even a question what what I was gonna do. It just happened. I went. went I was going to be a musician. Without any question. <laughs> but, is it, but you're lucky because a lot of kids will actually revolt against their parents and actually yes, not yes. want to do what their parents yes. do. I know what you mean because uh, when I was in the conservatoire myself, uh, my father was teaching over there to, and I was in his class and that didn't work out very well. But <laughs> that's a minor thing. <laughs> okay, well, thanks a lot. I'll come and see you soon in your new school. Okay, great. Till then, have a, have a nice evening. Thank you. Very good Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk magazine, dot NL. 
As well as jazz, there are obviously some very fine classical musicians and orchestras in Holland, not least in The Hague. Our reporter Zoe Baus has been talking to a man who is very prominent in the Dutch classical music scene. Simon Murphy is the conductor for the New Dutch Academy, which is a Baroque orchestra based here in The Hague. Simon's with me today to tell me a bit more about what is really a very fascinating and rich project that dates all the way back to 2002. Simon, you are very passionate about Baroque. I've, I've listened to you talking about it for the last half hour. So <laughs> tell, tell us, you, just Zoe. tell us a little bit more about what is so special about this, this early music and what has inspired you to devote your life to it? Uh, for me, I've just fell in love with this music ever since I was about seven or eight. And it's, yeah, really my life's passion. And I love how this music is so representative of the, the human experience that it represents. You know, it's it's spiritual, it's it's physical, it's sensual. Um, and it's so inclusive as well that it really aims to represent and explore all of the, the states of emotions that we all share as mm. human beings. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and just the sound. Just I was always just infatuated and enraptured by um, by that music um, as a kid, and yeah, ever since growing up in Sydney in Australia, that I wanted to come to Europe and play the Baroque viola in Baroque churches in, right. in Europe and just be surrounded by it all. Right now, now you are based in the Netherlands, and you have been for yep twenty three years now. Okay, yeah. So now you said that there was actually a, a sort of a, a strong. Um, group of, of, of sort of experts who who wanted to re-explore Baroque. Yeah, um, absolutely. Kind the, of after, after the Second the World War, War, there was yes. a um, big movement um, really spearheaded by a couple of uh, Dutch early music legends, um, including Franz Bruggen and, and Gustav Leonhardt, um, really wanted to go and and not start again, but really kind of go back to the sources and really re-explore, okay, what do we know about this music? What do we, you know, how, how, what did these composers actually think it should sound like themselves? Mm. Um, and kind of uh, because music performance had kind of, um, most people kind of performed this music in a, in a more modern tradition or kind of through the lens of, say, the 20th or the 19th century performance tradition. Um, and this group of really innovative uh, musicians really wanted to go back to the source and and yeah get get much closer uh, to the the music's origins mm. um, in a very simple way if you're going to play Bach uh, we know that he didn't have a Steinway grand piano so let's get out the harpsichord out of the museum okay let's find the books that those composers wrote about how to play the harpsichord volume one um, what it was supposed to sound like the tuning systems and that yeah it really what what's exciting about all of that is that it really brings to to life this music in like in full color with all of the pattern with all of the mm. the texture um, and, you know, if you think about, well, you know, why music is so wonderful and, and, and complex and, and, you know, everything from speed to nuance to volume to, you know, all of those sort of interpretational aspects, um, it needs to be brought to life. Uh, so this reanalysis, um, yeah, has a, a massive effect on what this music sounds like. And that's what I find really inspiring to perform um, with those tools, with that knowledge, and to bring this music, um, yeah, really, really to life in a really full and vibrant way.
Now, this is what the new Dutch Academy does. You you specialize in using instruments from that time. Exactly. So okay. we specialize in um, yeah, exclusively playing on music mm. um, music on the instruments of of the time, or obviously reconstructions of mm. those instruments. Um, but also in trying to uh, really explore the sort of the insides of the music. So kind of going um, not just for the obvious stuff, but for really exploring um, some of the kind of really foundations and the kind of generators uh, in the 17th and particularly 18th centuries. So we've done a lot of work of, of the, the kind of origins of the symphony and the symphony orchestra, for example, with the, the Mannheim School. Mm. Um, we've done a lot of research into the symphonic traditions in the Netherlands in the, the 18th century, which was very much... Um, kind of under lit let's yes, say now, just tell us a bit more about this so you've got a cd here called the zapper symphony's crowning glory <laughs> um, and it, it yes you told me a bit about the history to the cd and it is fascinating because you said that apparently it was unrecognized in in the netherlands or many many dutch um, musicians were sort of maybe in denial if one could say about the existence of this special time yeah, in I think, Dutch music? I think I mean that's what I like to think of one of my things that I bring to the Netherlands and to, to Europe as an Australian mm -hmm. is that you have just that little bit more sort of um, yeah, different perspective, perspective. on things. Mm -hmm. Um a little bit broader. And I think the Dutch are kind of so rightly proud of their 17th century um, golden uh, golden age mm. um, that they kind of forget that they also did some very impressive stuff in other periods as well um, and the 18th century particularly in terms of music is just uh, yeah full of really uh, interesting stuff and really valuable stuff and they really have their own um, voice it's such a cosmopolitan um, musical tradition that's going on here in the Netherlands, um, which was even more cosmopolitan than a lot of other places mm. in Europe at the time. Um, so that's, I was really fascinated when I came here to kind of think, okay, um, well, you know, I know a little bit about what was happening in London in the 18th century, I know a little bit about what was happening in Vienna in the 18th century, in sort of obvious places, and I thought, okay, the Netherlands is going to be a fantastic musical adventure. And yeah, all of the Dutch musicians, no, we didn't have that. No, no, nothing, no, didn't have that. You know, and then I thought, well, hold on a minute, let's, you know. So I went to the library and started looking and indeed, um, you know, fantastic court musical culture here in The Hague. And this is the, as you said, the, this is the, the recording that we've made um, with symphonies by composers working at the court, so in residence. Um, and of course, full of famous musical visitors to The Hague, including Arbel, JC, Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, Dussek, um, all sorts of virtuosos and composers that came here to perform at right. the court and also to have their music published because that the Netherlands was a fantastic centre of international music mm. publishing. Okay. So if you came, you, that was the kind of the, the, the touring route that you'd come to the Netherlands to perform, but also to stop off, most importantly, at the, the music publishers. Right get him to publish your music because the Dutch distribution system was phenomenal, well. as you'd expect from their whole sort of trading history yes. and, and nous. Um, so The Hague was very important on that, um, okay, on so that you, whole kind of international sort of, route. Um, and similar things happening in Amsterdam as well, but without the court, but more of that kind of okay. big trading city. And also really nice to know that The Hague in the 18th century had between three and four opera houses. Wow. At the same, running at the wow. same time, 
Wow. And now there's none. Well, Even though the city so. is ten times larger. Project for the future. That's a project for that's the next one. Right, no, that's that's fascinating. So, Simon, let's move on a little bit, and we're going to fast forward now um, to the CD that you've just recently released called Classical Glitterati yep. um, Jet Set. So just tell us about the inspiration for that name. Well, this, this follows on from what we're talking about mm-hmm. with the, the, um, the composers working at the Hague Court and, and visiting here, is that the second half of the 18th century that you have this incredible jet set of composers who were really, yeah, the classical glitterati, the rock stars of their of their day, mm. you know, with entourage, with the whole thing, travelling throughout Europe, going from city to city, from court to court, you know, being crowned heads of Europe, like the whole kind of, you know, show, champagne flowing everywhere. Um, obviously without the jets, but um, still that kind of very much that jet-setting lifestyle. Um, and they were, yes, seen as these these kind of total legends. And so we wanted to sort of um, bring that to life through the title in people's imaginations. Um, and also really to, um, yeah, to open that up that, that people can explore through the CD program um, the kinds of music that was happening in these very uh, glittering musical centres Obviously, Vienna um, and um, other other places, other centres um, throughout Europe: okay. Berlin, London, Paris. And what we explore on the album is the kind of relationship between all of these kind of figures, and that you know that one studies with so and so in London, and then they meet up with their student in in Vienna, and then they compose an opera together when they go to you know, and it's right. this kind of crisscross right. of how they share all of this wonderful inspiration. Now, now, if our listeners want to hear this live, I believe you're planning something for September time. Yeah, so in September we'll do the launch of the, the new CD, Jet Set, um, and we're presenting a couple of different kinds of programs from very intimate shows in some of the original concert halls of the period in The Hague. Mm-hmm. Currently the um, Harks Historis Museum uh, is, well, currently the, the, the Hague's Historic Museum is the Hague's Historic Museum, but it was in the 18th century one of the main concert halls, mm. and the performance venue of Arbel, who's one of the my favourite composers and visits and visited the city and featured on the CD. So we're going to do a really intimate kind of soiree or a kind of tapas concert mm. um, in that original venue, um, and then some larger, more orchestral concerts in the Concertgebouw in Amsterdam. Wonderful. So there's a whole range of, of, um, of shows. Wonderful. You can check those dates out on the website, okay. new.academy.nl. Well, that sounds lovely, and we look forward to that. Thank you, Zoe. Simon Murphy, the conductor of the New Dutch Academy, thank you for talking to Arts Talk today. Absolute pleasure. Arts Talk Radio Online. 
Midsummer Jazz was not the only free event in Delft last weekend. There was also a two-day festival of street theatre. Most of it was for kids, but there were some excellent bands, one of which was the Rotterdam-based, and I'll try and pronounce this, the Esnorkel Klezmer Band, giving an upbeat treatment to often traditional Ashkenazi Jewish music. I'll let them play us out, so it's goodbye from me, Michael Hasted, until the next time. Goodbye. Thank you.